0: Welcome to We Call It Soccer,
1: a podcast by T-United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we bring you Toronto Running Down a Dream, FC Dallas' Free Fallen, Carlo Ancelotti's Last Dance, and Minnesota Won't Back Down. We're coming to you late this week because I was out of town earlier, but we'll get to that in in a little bit. No spoilers here. No, no, no spoilers at all. But I wanted to ask you guys, what have you been late to? Since we last recorded. Um, this podcast, because I <laughs> Is this just the also <laughs> hosted trivia. Is this just the way to call Colin out for being late tonight? Or maybe give him a chance to plug his trivia in the Twin Cities. Ever thought of that?
0: Wednesday night at 7 up at Omni. <laughs> Thursday night at 7 in P- era
1: Piper's Neaton Prairie. You, you've been late to anything this week, uh-huh. All right Historically, were you late to anything that kind of made a difference? <sighs> just, I mean, I was late to work on Monday. But I worked for shame. But I worked late, so it evened out. So I mean, I was late to the watch party on Tuesday because I thought the game was an hour later. (laughs) that was awkward. (laughs) I messaged you. Where are, are you coming? Well, you got there to watch the good part, basically. He got there in time. But I had to prompt yeah. him to get there. No, I got there like ten minutes late. You know what I was late for this week, uh, and which almost caused a massive catastrophe. I was late to my flight to Atlanta. Oh shit! And that I g- would have been bad. I got to the gate first, the Southwest Airlines gate. My flight leaves at seven fifty. That's the departure time. I got to the gate at seven forty-two. Wow! Damn! Yeah, they let you on. Uh yeah no I and there were two other people who got there as late as me so I was like whoa this is the airline I need to fly people like me are all over this plane <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was intense I have never run like the amount I ran that day but you know speaking of Atlanta speaking of me traveling to Atlanta let's move into a segment that we call loon monitoring in the loon monitoring segment we talk about Minnesota United and what they did in the previous week and what they did was finally beat Atlanta United and but. Before we get to all our happiness with that, we do need to get through that damn game against Houston. Do we? Honestly, uh, I really have no desire to talk about that game. Well, let's talk about it quickly. <laughs> Talking points. I mean, um, Caleb was nice enough to write the recap over at 55-1 I it. didn't know it would be that bad of a game when I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> your fault.
1: You cursed it. Um, Every away game that I've written for, we've lost, so... Really? But every home game That I've written for We've won <laughs> Given it's only one of, uh, Home game But like Five six or seven away names. That's now. a very odd superpower Yeah I should be in the press spots At TCF more often then <laughs> No no, no, no. Just wait, wait. Well you don't listen to me when I'm, when I'm telling you To like call out Rudy for VAR anyway I'm trying to get your attention Like everybody around you Like <laughs> knows that I'm Trying to talk to you Because right. somehow Everyone knows your name Is Caleb Except you, you're the only person who didn't hear me that day. But, so, so tell me about this game. What happened? What could we have done better? What did Houston do well? Um, Houston did well. What, what they did was, uh, they kind of absorbed the pressure in the first 15 minutes. Minnesota played very well in the first 15, but our attack kind of had a disconnect between the midfield and Christian. They really isolated Christian really well with their defense. Um, and, and frankly, our passing out of the back wasn't that great. Um, passing... Anywhere on the field wasn't that great. Yeah, um, to be fair, I will say one player who stood out and had a really good game for us was actually Michael Botzol, which is kind of surprising. He had his best game for us as a as a loon. Then we shipped him off to Japan to play uh, road Cup qualifier for his national team. That New went Zealand. so badly for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, but get to that too later. Ellis uh, uh, Albert and Elise scored the opener opening goal with a. There's really nothing that. I think our defense could have done on that. It was, a, it was an imperfect cross and the celebration was, I hate to say, it was pretty fantastic. He's nicknamed the Black Panther. He ran over to the sideline, put on a Black Panther, the superhero from Marvel, uh, and like did a superhero pose and I'm like, that's, that's pretty awesome. I hate to Can't say it. I hit the guy. Yeah. It, I, it's pretty awesome. In other news that we should also talk about later, there were some pretty interesting displays in Atlanta too. <laughs> See, this okay. Is, oh, yeah. This is all teasers right here. Uh, Kyoto started setting to go off a corner. Um, which, Speaking of corners, was, there's something was, about the corners in Atlanta that oh we're going to have to talk oh about. <laughs> Would you let me finish? <laughs> Notch, quit being such a tease. <laughs> going, so, Kyoto started off a corner, which was a, a worse defensive play on us. Um down marked Michael Botchow was the only man up who was marking a guy behind Kyoto. I tend to ask where his uh, fellow defenders were on that play. Uh, Nettleson did score a consolation goal, but it was too late. It was the 91st minute or so. And, of course, it was from a long shot because, guys... If you're if you just can't find love, find one tip for me from me. Find someone who loves you as much as Sam Nicholson loves long shots. Because he fucking loves long shots? He's I mean, really so, good too. So much so that he made it, and then his nets that when got the ball like ten yards back from where he stored. He shot it again, and it went right into Rosie. I wasn't even close. So going into the Atlanta game, I think I'm trying to find the right word. Trepidation. Uh, There was cautious sadness. There was depression of the... Uh, inevitable coming towards you like you know you're you're, you're that uh, person strapped onto the train tracks and the train is coming literally in Atlanta's case when they score goals they like make their train sound and then there's like smoke that comes out of their capo stand if I was on that capo stand I would hate being there when they score all the smoke like maybe I'm up on that corner like you know sometimes I climb up on it I would have smoke like going into my face well they used to have fire when they're back at Bobby Dodd and, and Justin Martinez almost not lit on fire. So they switched to smoke at uh, right. Metron's butthole, which is probably better. Right. So uh, no, I'm they're okay. literally blowing smoke out of their ass. Sorry, I had to put that... <laughs> 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 so going into this game, I was feeling very low on our chances because Atlanta was at home. Granted, they had not been doing so well recently, uh, or I should say with their last game before ours. But when, when Abu scored the first goal in Atlanta, that was... An incredible feeling. But then when Atlanta came back and equalized, I have to admit, there was that sinking feeling of, here we go again. It's Kind of the same feeling we had at the watch party. You could kind of feel yeah. the energy in the room kind of deflate and then deflate again when Atlanta took the lead. Right. With 10 men. Right. <laughs> so... That that, that kind of sets the scene for you. And and before we go on with our analysis of this match and what happened later and how we all reacted to it, I want to kind of pedal back just a little bit and give you uh, an idea of what a, an Atlanta away game is like. First of all, the stadium kind of looks a little bit like US Bank. I mean, that kind of size. Like in, in going towards it, that's what you see, except with a gigantic Mercedes logo. God help them if Mercedes doesn't... Like renew their sponsorship deal or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know that's going to be an option for them but they'd have to replace it with some other circular object and I don't know what that would be. be Arthur Blank's face. Target. But, no, I'm Target. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> 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 but So so that that's the kind of thing uh, that you see when you're coming up to the stadium and then the Terminus Legion tailgate is in this kind of I think the it, it gulch type of area with train tracks on two sides so trains go by as you're standing there. They don't have any food at their tailgate. It's all just liquid and getting the tailgate you got to go down some marta tracks so it's kind of awkward getting there but yeah. when you get there you meet some of the nicest home fans i have met at an away game Terminus legion wonderful folks they're doing it right when it comes to get al- getting along with away supporters very welcoming very friendly there was a guy who came up with literally a, a bag full of scarves like he had like 20 of them in there he's like who wants to swap who wants to swap awesome. uh that's really cool yeah so 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 very friendly folks outside the stadium when you go into the stadium Mercedes-Benz Stadium is super, super nice. The sight lines are obviously not so great. It is an NFL stadium. But I have to say, it is brand spanking new and looks every bit designed like it is brand spanking. Sometimes you go into a new stadium and like, this is new? This looks like it could have been made 20 years ago. No. No. Every open space within the playing area is filled with screens. There's like a little awkward little gap between two sections. There you have a screen there. Like anywhere your eye could go, there is a screen with like an HD display. The butthole itself, the sphincter actually is a massive screen. (laughs) Where when they call the lineups, they actually show them like filling the circle. (laughs) Filling the butt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so there's that. And then concessions. Two dollar hot dogs guys I put ten bucks on the on the counter and said give me five and and she did 20 ounce beers seven dollars damn not bad that's that's better than Nessie yeah for beer prices it was incredible we all ate so many hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> and then like ethan crawley comes in with like a large pizza into the section it was pretty amusing <laughs> to watch so so overall i gotta say the experience was good we were in a seated section on the second deck their tarps are really nice you actually don't really feel like you're that, that there's an empty third deck above you the fans in the section around us there wasn't even one sitting that i could recall where anyone was heckling us or anything so overall a decent experience now of course there was that one dude who threw a glass of water or something at the ref I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure fan. it was a beer yeah
0: that, so, which, that was a
1: really foamy glass of water if it was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I can't say that they're all their fans are entirely wonderful but certainly everyone that I had an experience with great stadium great highly recommend going to an away game in Atlanta if you can help it hopefully in future years you will not have that like feeling of trepidation that I had going into it and you can go in with optimism which then can be destroyed. Uh, yeah, don't what hold the any Minnesota go, sports. Yeah. team. go with trepidation. That's the Minnesota sports fans' base level, and then right. we can only go from there. So, so yeah. uh, now no, when lineups were announced, Ramirez on the bench, Ibarra on the bench, Birch on the bench. Uh, it, it was I, it was worrisome. I, <laughs> it was incredibly worrisome. I, I took a picture of it. Alright, I copied and, and sent it to my wife who was in class. And was like, this is not going to go well. So what's the? what do you think was the Was the reason that that was done? Um, Because the game was so soon? No, we-
0: because Adrian Heath was really mad about the apparent lack of effort from his team on Saturday. Like, this was very much a, I'm going to shuffle things up because I can sort of lineup. Mm-hmm. And...
1: It, to their credit, it it kind of worked. They did frustrate Atlanta in the first half. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: it, it was kind of an absorbing sort of sort of play, but you know, they were at least able to keep it out of the back of the net in the first half. It, it kind of it played more like a hockey game, in the sense that when things were getting kind of chippy. You really did feel like it was gonna boil over. It kinda mm-hmm. did in a couple of
1: moments. Yeah. Um the, the one big one being that Colin Martin going in on a foul that Atlanta fans were fans were howling about for days afterwards that he should have still, been sent out for it. Still howling. Yeah. Um It's a tactical tactical foul. Um It wasn't m- hard. Well Atlanta fans saw was a straight leg on the on the challenge. Hits, I think it was Tito Vialba In the right leg, I think Vialba goes down Starts clutching his left leg So it must not have been that bad of a tackle, honestly yeah, So like, I'm not it, it's, it's one of those where you're like it's, it's definitely a yellow, it's definitely a yellow Which he got right. I've seen it given a red, but yeah. it wasn't given a red So, I mean, it's not always a red But it's always yellow You have to have him a yellow and that's That's that What yeah. about the red card that Atlanta earned? I would say yeah, it was a red.
0: It was a red. He, uh yeah, it he was it, last can you send the bet. scene? Um Dinlotti is breaking through to uh, Ibsen to, get with to a, a perfectly a, weighted yeah, pass. Excellent pass from Ibsen. Uh Kyle Ranish comes out from uh his spot in in between the net and just kinda clears out Dinlatte as he's just gotten past a defender. I've seen it called a yellow. I've seen it called a red. I think it was a last man foul. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's
1: it's a red card. Very unlucky for Loonzo was right outside the box. Yeah. yeah. It was literally right outside the box and we weren't clamoring for a penalty to just at the watch party just like we just want the man sent off. It's all yeah, we want. I, I didn't watch the replay, so I was definitely like howling for a penalty until someone tapped my shoulder and was like, look. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> oh, look up there. I just pointed at all the screens <laughs> just around yeah. the stadium. Like, you can what, literally look anywhere. Bubble, any we'll look. Say, oh, uh, speaking of uh, looking, uh, yeah. I want to point out that the corners were even difficult to see from within the stadium. The sight lines really aren't that great. Yeah. You guys, there was a bunch of people tweeting at me about corners when I posted a picture of... My view of the of the game, and I was like, "What is happening? Why is everybody?" And then I watched a, a replay of a corner come up on Twitter. Because like, oh, couldn't see anything. Yeah, you couldn't see the guy actually kicking the ball. Exactly, we would have just been swinging our stars like morons the entire time. Imagine I mean, if it was, that had happened. Ball in. Happened when Figo used to play for Real Madrid, and the Barca supporters threw a pig next to the corner flag. We would not have been able to enjoy that moment on video. Exactly, if it had been played at me Mercedes Benz Stadium. You're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about, Caleb. It's before your time. Just <laughs> so I many during the break. Before your time. Yeah. Uh, it's worth watching. Let's now let's talk about the, the. Can we call it a comeback? Is yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, totally. I mean, this is the one. This is a point where LO Cool J is wrong. We should call her a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it definitely was. Again, two, 2 1 up. Atlanta, even with 10 men, looked like they, at, Minnesota was a team with 10 men. Um, but they didn't quit. Uh, equalized in the 89th minute, I believe, off of a corner. We scored off another corner, which is our set of, our amazed, set of time all year. I'm amazed that
0: we're even capable of that. Um, yeah, it was Christian Ramirez basically getting a like... Deflection? Mm-hmm. It, you call it a deflection. I call it like a gust of wind passing him <laughs> by. Uh, but whatever it was, you know, it, it tapped into the...
1: Into the net. I mean, you um, compared the, the game to a hockey game earlier. This is very a uh, hockey type goal. Yeah, yeah. Ramirez was... posting up in front of the goal. Nicholson with the shot. The foots off Ramirez, and then yeah, um, that's hockey one one. I cannot tell you the emotion when that goal went in, from watching it. They, they, so I, so so when when the half started and Atlanta's goal was right below us, I was so freaking excited but then they actually did it they actually managed to get the goal right in front of us I think it was this, I don't know if it was this one or the next one where I just grabbed the nearest person near me and gave them a hug like before they could even react because I was oh, so happy it's funny because at the watch party that's exactly what I
0: did to Caleb after the third goal and <laughs> yeah, I, I might have I lifted him
1: up a couple of inches that was after the third goal yeah it I was. hugged everyone around me after the third goal and it was just fantastic. We should talk about the third goal right now. Um, then pressing, seven minutes of established time, which the 96th minute where we're pressing. Uh, Ibarra finds uh, Chiasen yep. on the left-hand side. And as cool as you like, puts in a cross like just nothing. Like, There's no effort on that cross. And it just finds Molino, who heads into the far corner. And I don't remember the next... Like, five to ten <laughs> seconds because I was streaming and being lifted up in the air and hugging people yeah and pandemonium, pandemonium ensued <laughs> We might have stared at some people who were at Wild Minds for the <laughs> Twins game yeah I think we stared some people because we were screaming and yelling and hugging and then we sang afterwards and they were like what's happening yeah I mean that that's pretty much exactly what we did I think there was a three foot barrier between me and falling two stories down, so I couldn't jump. But, and I had to be very careful who I hugged because I grab if I grab a guy behind me and pull him towards me, they're going down two stories. Maybe I go with them. But I was hugging everybody I could find in distance, screaming for the next like two minutes while before they call the final whistle. I mean, it was wonderful, just freaking fantastic. I don't think I stopped smiling till the end of the night that day. Uh, I haven't stopped smiling since either. <laughs> it's been so good. I've watched the highlights from that game at least three times since the game. Which, three times per day since the game ha- happened. Which, yeah, go ahead. Let, let's talk about the fact that the Atlanta announcers are such homers that they couldn't even give us any excitement for our goals. Literally, I mean, the 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 play-by-play guy who's, I think, talking on this... Is it this third goal of ours? I can't remember. Anyway, it's, I think it's the second goal when they meet a lot. Doesn't yeah. acknowledge a goal a winner coming in the 96th minute i also just want to take another moment to recognize at this point that cal Williams gets a a little bit of like friendly ribbing for his calls i actually love cal Williams. now having with you guys watched so many of the other leagues commentators sure um there are guys like twelman and and a few of the national folks who are national team are incredible incredible. folks are we have a really good broadcast oh absolutely um i'd say i definitely up there for top yeah. three in the lead, maybe in the yeah. top in the lead. with Cal is a great play-by-play uh, announcer. And Ken- Kendra is a really good yeah. commentator. Yeah. yeah. She Jamie's breaks down. down on the field. Yeah. Jamie a really decent reporter. Yeah. Uh, some of the best analysis
0: that you're finding throughout the league, along with a play-by-play that actually raises his voice to the <laughs> level of competition.
1: I believe this was uh, the Atlanta's announcers, uh, Goal call. Goal call on Ramirez's equalizer. Goal. They equalize. It's like he's in the room. Yeah, it's, really, it's really terrible. One other thing before we move on from this game that I want to point out. Adrian Heath went for it. He did. We, we've given him some guff in the past. Specifically, right, right specifically this, so. Specifically the Seattle game. So look at We're his subs in this game. Uh, Ramirez for Dunlady, like for like. Then Nicholson from Martin... And then Ibarra for Kalman, ballsiest sub league. of the season. Exactly. You put out, you take off one of your center backs in a game against one of the best attacks in this league, and 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 you go for it. And guess what? It paid off. It this is worked. what I've been looking for for months, man. Like. We've been... Call- How many times have we said, we need that third sub, put in Alan, do this, do that. And and it just wasn't happening. Alan? Sorry. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the, the stock image guy. The stock image guy. <laughs> uh, the, one, the one that doesn't exist. Uh, you, you... And he did. And you know what? It got. It went off. And even if it hadn't, even if the game had just ended with us trying hard, or maybe if it ended or at to, a draw, to, to draw? I would have been like, fair is fair. Yeah, that's he went a, for it. Yeah. yeah. That's a ballsy play by Heath, which... That's is out, of, out of the norm for him. Yeah, he does not do so that. So out of character, and it, and I hope he's it, out of character more often. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope this is a character change. I hope he does this more often because then I'd be feel more comfortable with him as him as our coach next season. If he says, "Oh, we're down, or we're uh, we're drawing a team that's worse than us at home," take off a defender, put in a tackle. Let's go for the win at home. I want to see that from him in the future, yeah. and I'll feel more comfortable with him coaching us next season. Let, let, let's, let's cap off this segment now because it's time we start talking about the rest of the league's games. Um, any quick other updates that you'd like? There was a player in Atlanta who you thought might impress, maybe if the Loons are looking for some reinforcements yeah, next year. Yeah, um, just a quick shout out to Edu, who got at the watch party. had this suggestion for us. Uh, players from teams that Minnesota plays that we'd like on our team. And then just go back to Houston first. Alex is a good 10. Mm-hmm. solid 10 in the lead could be a cheap option or even a backup if we did a DP. And then uh, from Atlanta, I'd say Tyrone Mears. We need some depth in the fullbacks. Yeah. And even though he might not start ahead of Jerry, he could take place at Birch. Yeah, I think and so. And be ahead of Jome, have Jome learn under him.
0: So I think him be
1: solid. talented fullbacks are very hard to come by. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I think over the next few weeks, we should definitely look at some of these guys that could be yeah. Usable. So thank you, Edu, for
1: the suggestion. Let's now move into a segment that we call the major listing service where we talk about the rest of the MLS games from the week that was. We're gonna zoom through a few of these. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, the World Cup qualifiers in particular to come. Conme Bowl, I've been pronouncing this wrong literally my entire <laughs> life, by the way, I learned today. The Conme Bowl playoffs, uh, the, the the qualifying, is super interesting, and we need to talk about that later. Stick around, but let's get through these MLS games. First of all, Atlanta beat Philadelphia 3-0 um, midweek. Ages ago. Um, Phillies... Uh, road record is absolutely horrendous. And with that win, Atlanta did clinch a playoff spot. Julian Russell putting himself in the rookie of the year conversation with uh, Jack Daly from Philly and maybe even a small shout from for Abu from Minnesota. I just want to give a shout out to my cousin, Max, who tweeted me as the, the whistle was called in this game saying, see you guys in the playoffs, dot, dot, dot. And he's an Atlanta fan. Um, oh, so he's the Yeah, worst. Max. Every single person I met that night made the same joke. You're not. You're not that original. <laughs> uh, the Red Bulls beating <laughs> beating tying D.C. United. You know, you see a three on the scoreline, you're like, maybe they won. Guess not. Uh, nope. 3-3. Um, uh, Tyler Adams scores his first and second goal in MLS and for the Red Bulls. Uh, fantastic prospect as a CDM. Just fantastic. Uh, Zoltan Cyber. Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> scores his first MLS goal for D.C. United. And then uh, Ariola gives up a penalty. Late. Um, Verone converts. But we all know that Bill Hamid would have saved that. Because Steve, not Bill Amid was on there. Steve Clark, in fact, was on there. And he's Steve Clark. You know, Def Leppard, Steve Clark. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, English guitarist, I believe. Yes. Okay. He yeah, yeah, did yeah. not play ball. All right. Orlando smashing through Cody Cropper's New England. Poor guy. <laughs> that Cody Chopper's New England is a very is a slight. Yeah. Lead win. <laughs> a huge slight. And, win. Kai Kamara. <laughs> and Kai <Kamara>. <laughs> And And <laughs> almost all of their starting lineups over Cody <laughs> Cropper. I would say. Who's the record goalkeeper? Worse than him, too, yeah. Not Cody Cropper. <laughs> no, not Cody Cropper. Uh, so, New England, playing this game that they got drunk and got kicked out of Epcot the previous night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How topical. <laughs> um, it, Xavier Kawasi
0: are we just going to say it wrongfully sent off?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah I, he, saw, I saw that. Yeah, and I was we were like, watching that. He should not have got That's sent the first off. thing you said. That's not a foul. Or, you had know, the right. ball first, and I think it was uh, Seb Hines who stepped in the way, and... Right, he got, got the ball. I don't... He just smacked Sabines a little bit. 10th minute, unfortunately. So Orlando goes a man up and then just basically smash in six goals. The MLS Disco, uh, one of the best places to hang out if you're in New York, by the way. <laughs> I hear they're like, they still have the old school roller derby thing. And if you wear bell bottoms, you like fit in real well. Uh, it's the the successor to Studio fifty four, the MLS Disco. Anyway, the MLS Disco taking off the um, the red card from Kuwase. I just imagined like uh, Don Garber as a DJ at a roller derby, and that's <laughs> the funniest thing I've thought of in a long time. <laughs> I believe his uh, DJ name is Dan Garbor. Anyway, Montreal losing zero to one at NYCFC. They haven't won a home game since August nineteenth, with three straight losses. I believe now it's four at the Stade. Saputo. Uh, Jack Harrison started a lone goal and he, as a result he got called up to the England uh, U-20 national team. The uh, real life Alex Hunter. <laughs> I, kind of. I mean, he he was at the Manchester United Youth Academy, you said. He, he left when he was 14. Okay. Yeah. He was there did from 7 didn't, to 14. Did, the, did he have a best friend who felt betrayed when he came to NYCFC? It might be too early to tell that. Maybe we'll find out if he goes back to England and we'll right. find a new Then rival. Then he left to go back to LA. Anyway, yeah, we'll it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> So, so um, th- there's now talk that Manchester City are, and Manchester United are both interested in getting Jack Harrison. Obviously, City getting the um, preferred status due to their relationship with NYC FC. We'll see what happens to him after this season. We- oh, he's gone. He's no. not staying. He's gone. He's, he's not staying. David Villa rested for this game uh, to prepare him for the weekend when these these guys played Chicago. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, FC Dallas two, uh, Colorado zero. Uh, Dallas go up two nothing in the ninth minute. Um, Rest in peace, Rapids. Let's see next season. Yeah, yeah. Houston three, LA Galaxy three. Again Um, with the when you see three goals on a score sheet and you you expect to see a win, and then then you see the LA Galaxy. Uh, getting three goals in a game, you are like, "Woo! What happened there? How did they manage that?" And then you realize that
0: they blew a three-one lead in That's the last. Like it. They pulled the that Warriors. Like it.
1: Wow! They pulled the Warriors. Okay, nice. Eighty-fourth <laughs> <laughs> uh, minute, they have a penalty, which is a terrible penalty. Like the so like. That's all like Houston player was like caught up with this defender, and the defender like is on the ground and like pulls him down with both hands. <laughs> that was and I, I like really don't the like, audacity to be like, what? Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. And then they scored again in the 88th minute to equalize and hit one point. Seattle putting three past Vancouver. This time the team scoring three goals did finally win. Thank yeah. you, Seattle. Uh, Tony Chani sent off for Vancouver. Um, nothing too. Notable from this game. Yeah, three goals that were awarded by Seattle. We've said it before, but again, going a man up, one of the best strategies to win a game out <laughs> there. Indeed. San Jose getting beat 4-1 by Chicago in San Jose. Nemanja Nikolic. The, Nemanja, I'm not Vidic Nikolic. Scores his 19th and 20th goals of the year. And with that win, Strato sealed their playoff. Clinched uh, the playoffs, yeah. We would not have seen that coming. Uh, last year, except you called it in the preseason. Yeah, go back And listen to it. I did this time, and I really, I, yeah, yeah. I no, it. I didn't. I'm just kidding. You, I just decided to take. Dude, you, do it you had enough you. time on the flight. You could have actually listened to it. Also, pretty sure I called Orlando too to be top team. So let's just take it. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of them, the weekend's first games: Orlando tied DC nil, nil. Uh, you Dallas. Mean Dallas. Yeah. What did I say? You said DC. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I was thinking Dallas. It's late. My head, But It is uh, very late. Thanks to you.
0: Uh, As we established earlier. Sorry, I was off making money.
1: So Dallas could end up actually forfeiting this match to Orlando for subbing in an ineligible player. Uh, Essentially, Barrios was named in the official match lineup and then was removed because he had a light foot knock and and put on the substitutes. Except that's not what the lineup said, apparently. Tesharak and Dele, who started in his place. Uh, that was a legal move, putting Akindele in and taking Barrios out of the starting lineup. Unfortunately, then Barrios was subbed in late in the game. And with him not... Uh, the MLS regulations essentially state that if a player is injured or ill and removed from the starting spot in the lineup, he cannot then be subbed on. It is very explicit in that. So, because of this, Dallas had the possibility of forfeiting the game. Uh, we have breaking news, though. Paul Tenuri reporting that the MLS... Uh, is it the disco this time? Or is it some other group? I don't know. MLS, the, the powers that be, to whom it may concern at MLS, have decided that uh, FC Dallas will not forfeit any points, which is a complete travesty. Why make rules if you're not going to enforce them? Because MLS. You're right. So Toronto FC played in the New York Red Bulls and... <laughs> Surprise, uh, Toronto, the the crisis team we were we were talking about last <laughs> week. You know who only had a ninety nine point what percent yeah. chance of getting the supporter shield. Hey, guess what? They actually won in this game and got the supporter shield. They won four two. Really, that's notable to say about the team Afford. I mean, was, I was drubbing by Toronto, but one fun moment where it's a Sound Rockets is an on goal. Chips Luis Robles goes to celebrate to the corner. And then turns around to see that his shot has hit the post and gone out. Womp. Womp. Speaking of womp womp, uh, New England. (laughs) Go to Atlanta or or Atlanta go to New England and only managed to get a tie. Nil, nil the result of this game. Uh, The one notable thing here, Brad Gazan getting a good game. Uh, Then going off to U.S. duty, which allowed Rainish to come in for Atlanta when they played us. (laughs) Okay. Okay. CLB Columbus beating D.C. this time. Oh, wait, no. Columbus beating Dallas. Throwback. Uh, no. Columbus <laughs> Such beating... Such a throwback. Columbus actually beating D.C. 2-0. D.C. now eliminated from playoff contention. And Columbus actually clinches a playoff spot. Um, Justin Merrim continues to be fantastic. Uh, scores a great curler from one side of the box to the top corner of the other side from the other far post. And is still great and... Oh, get him team. for your ultimate team yeah exactly <laughs> Chicago tying NYCFC 1-1 the things to note in this game though both Via and Nikolic getting a goal which allows them to stay at the top of the MLS golden ball list Nicolich with 21 goals Via has 20 Diego Valeri tied with Via at 20 goals Colorado beat uh, Montreal 2-1 uh, how how? <laughs> Jameer J- suspended for yellow card accumulation when they don't have in the lineup. Montreal not playing so well. Yeah. Uh, Jared Watts is sent off for Colorado in the, in the 11th minute. Uh, not to be... you know. Montreal felt bad and had Lovett sent off in the third second for a terrible mm-hmm. knee to a down player. That was just a bad... That's just bad. Uh, Stefan Eidener scores his first goal from, for MLS. Uh, he came over from 1860 Munich, which you mentioned in the previous episode. That has was a German club, and the second months later that folded and is now kind of non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, Mateo Mancuso gets a goal for Montreal, but but Alan Garden does what Alan Garden does, and I don't mean just putting a beautiful headband on his beautiful hair in the morning. He goes and scores a late winner for Colorado, and then probably jumps into the stands. Yeah, climbs in the stands to celebrate with the fans. And probably they yelled hard for that, but who knows. Whatever, man, he won. Yeah. yeah. SKC getting beat by Vancouver 1-0. The most important thing here is this is SKC's first home loss at Children's Mercy Park this season. They had a
0: chance to go up early in the game. Diego Rubio um, knocking a penalty off the post.
1: San Jose beating Portland 2-1 at home. Timbers would have clinched the playoff spot with a win and all but eliminated San Jose, but they dropped the ball.
0: Womp, womp. Loon's legend Jeff Adinella got the start for the Timbers. Actually had a decent game despite the fact that he let in two curling balls. I think both of them he really didn't have a
1: shot at. You know, he stretched out as far as he could and just missed them. LA Galaxy managing to tie Real Salt Lake 1-1. I'm starting to think something's changed for the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, they're just... They're drawing more instead of losing. Yeah. <laughs> um, two goals and two games for Bradford Jameson the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so didn't run for him for the youngster. He's a 20-year-old. He should keep your eye on. Um, but on the opposite end, 35-year-old Kyle Beckerman started the late, late, late game... Equalizer for Salt Lake. Now, LA Galaxy have been eliminated from playoff contention, but I do want to ask. What the hell has changed with the Galaxy? How are they managing to get two huge results like this? I mean, they brought in Altonzer from, uh, from England, and he's really brought a lot of uh, pace to the team. Yeah, Good finishing skills. Yeah, um, um, the chemistry of Jesse's artists is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, apparently the unnamed coach of uh, LA Galaxy keeping Giovanni Dos Santos off. Is that what's happening in your games, too? Yeah, uh, Gio comes in for Jesse's artist at, like, the 50th minute every game. <laughs> Well, and also, like, true to form, I don't know if your this happens, too. I'll pass to Jesse artist who's wide open, and he'll hit the post. He'll tie it over. He won't store. He hasn't stored. Legit, I do want to talk about the journey mode in FIFA 18 in a little bit, because I think there's some really cool stuff that happens there. There will be some spoilers after you come back from the break, so I'll give you an alert if you don't want to have journey mode in FIFA 18 a little bit spoiled for you. Philadelphia beating Seattle 2-0. You mean Andre Blake beats Seattle True. Yeah. Phenomenal saves in this game. And uh, the answer to the question, how did Philadelphia beat Seattle? Andrea Blake is how they beat Seattle. All right, with that, let's take a quick break. We shall return first with FIFA 2018. Quick reviews from the three of us. Then we'll move on very quickly to some NWSL happenings some things with the national team before our meaty segments about England and World Cup qualifying.
0: Here come Minnesota United again. Jerome Tisson. Melina! It's now! It's now for Minnesota United! The most head turning, jaw dropping, tail twisting moments of the season so far
1: for Minnesota United! Don't you dare! Don't you dare write them off! 3-0! Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. FIFA 2018, out this past Friday. Unless you had it early release or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, I bought it on Friday after work. Monopoly man, Mr. Pennybags, buying things early. I didn't, uh, just like you. And um, what do you think? First impressions? I really like it. Um, Compared to 17, I think the gameplay is a lot better. Um, It's a lot more realistic. Um, I feel like I have to actually work harder to break down defenses on the offense, which... Mm-hmm. some players might not like but it's more realistic. I don't I can't just do the same play every single time to kind of probe and recycle the ball. Um also the journey is I think they are really great this year. It's super cool. It's not predictable, but I like it. Have you played FIFA 2017's journey or the previous journey mode? Or have you watched any videos about it? Or? Um I've I've watched plenty of videos okay. and
0: I'm the one loser out of this crew that doesn't have FIFA 18.
1: yet. <laughs> Soon, slash, my I don't, soon my son.
0: Yeah, soon when I get an Xbox One or a PS4 or something. Xbox. PS- PS4. X- Bone. Or PS4.
1: So anyway, the, the journey mode, for those of you who aren't aware, is a mode where you take a specific player. It's he's played by an actor. The player's name is Alex Hunter. In the first half of the journey mode, you take him from the England uh, youth camps through to I think winning the FA Cup with a English team. Yep, or you can win the lead like I did with Liverpool yeah so 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 there's Only way there's happens. a story mode that then continues in this game first of all brilliant way to make people buy fifa in consecutive years mm-hmm. uh so you don't want to miss out on a particular story adding an rpg makes also makes me fond of the game i love rpg games so I, I this was my first time playing journey and it gives you like a recap of the previous version the now here's where the spoilers come in if, if you don't want spoilers come back in about two minutes yeah um Alex Hunter bounces out of the Premier League spectacularly in the first chapter of this year's Journey Mode. He's then placed into the MLS with LA Galaxy, where he instantly pisses off Giassi Zardes, who then becomes his... He life. comes around. Right, like, yeah. Giassi comes around. Like a friendly to, rival. Right, almost. friendly not rival. Not friends, not like a Danny Williams per se, but like a friendly rival. Then there's the shock revelation that uh, Alex Hunter's estranged father has born a child who has become also a successful soccer player, Kim Hunter, who then at the age of 16 plays for the U.S. women's national team. Now, the really, really cool thing in all of this, the story can be a little bit better. Dialogue can be a little better. It's still pretty ingressing. I still like it a lot. Yes. The, ingr- the, the 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 really cool thing about this, though, is that if you're your typical snob sportsman who buys FIFA, you are now about to be forced to be played with MLS teams and learn more about MLS and then also be forced to play with the U.S. women's team as well which I think both of those are really good introductions to the FIFA crowd, who who I think tend to be a little bit more European-inclined yeah. than your average MLS, um, or I should say, just, just your average fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great introduction to these folks to a league and a uh, mode playing with the women's team that they would not otherwise maybe try themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched FIFA videos, and there's one guy I watched that was playing... And didn't want to leave Chelsea, whose team I was playing with, and I thought MLS, and he's he's British, and MLS, this is, I thought MLS, is, I don't want to go to MLS, and, like, that episode ended, and then that's, like, middle of the episode, like, oh, this is a lot of fun, I'm, you know, I'm playing really well against these teams, and, oh, damn Villa's here? Oh, cool. And it's, like, actually, like, you know, not respect MLS, but, like, oh, this is to, this can be fun, too. And And they don't condescend to MLS, either, and they're not overly... Optimistic. There are some tweets in your like social media area that come up where it's like, oh, retirement league or whatever. Blah blah blah. Fuck Gareth Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 there is kind of this. They're basically showing you what MLS is yeah. uh, in kind of a little bit of an authentic way. I think so. So I appreciate that. I think Fifa 18 is a great game. So go play it if you are so inclined. Otherwise, go watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Let's move now into a segment we call the pyramid scheme. Like, make let's make like Egyptians real quick. And talk about the NWSL playoffs. So,
0: um, North Carolina Courage ended up the, um, Supporter Shield winners. Um, they will play on Sunday against Chicago Red Stars. Um, Saturday sees Portland take on Orlando as well.
1: Any predictions as far as who you think is going to do really well? We I mean, have to think that North Carolina continue their winning ways and go to the, yeah. at least to the finals. um, I think Portland has a better chance of beating them in the finals, but I think Orlando's a really strong matchup with Portland with Martin and Marta. Yeah, the Western New York Flash last year, who were the um uh the team that became not Colorado College, doing really well. So I think I mean, like you, I'm tipping them for taking it to the title. Defense tends to do really well in playoffs.
0: I'm a little bit worried about them offensively. But yeah, I, I think they're very slight favorites, um, probably
1: against Orlando. I, I will say though that my team in the NWSL is the Red Stars, and uh, being being someone who used to live in Chicago, so I'm, I'm I'm sentimentally hoping for them to pull it through. With that, let's now move into a segment we call the Sewer, where we talk about the NTs the Ninja Turtles of the United States. And, and some Teenage Ninja Turtles this week. Yeah. Right, we do have some actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle news with the U-17 United States national team going to India and losing uh, 34 oh. to nil. Who, who saw that coming? India scoring 34 it, goals it's, in it's New tomorrow. Delhi. It's yeah. It hasn't happened uh, yet. Yeah. 9.30 in the morning, Friday. Hey, Atlanta predicted attendance for a game two weeks from now. Uh, they said, like, we've broken the MLS record on October 22nd. So there's no reason that I can't predict the score of this game. Okay? I mean, literally India, don't count thrashing. the goals they the going into. Thrashing the USA U seventeen, what a great result for India! I'm so happy. I think when you were doing notes, you said I went to India, scored the eighth goal of the match, and I'm like, oh yeah, Tuesday will be up seven one. So I mean, we're we're I'm, this is me shaking my head. It just makes is, a great podcast. This with is hero. the first tough test, Darby. Like, that includes all three of us. Yeah, so this is pretty I'm, exciting. I'm excited to to rub it in not just face a little bit next week. Personally. Yeah, it's me, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the um. Men's national team of senior level plays up. Panama. Thank you. I thought for a second you'd forgotten to do our. That's more him than me. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 they they do play Panama and uh, Bruce Arena picking a roster that uh, produced a little bit of uh, baldness in people's heads because of furious scratching uh, of head said heads and. Um, Essentially, it's, this seems like the roster for World Cup 2010. Complete with Bob Bradley coming in in a consultant role. Uh, Benny that's gets called up. Um,
0: Jesse yeah. Zardes gets called up for about five seconds
1: He's and then injury, right? Yeah. He's out. Yeah. Bummer. But, but <laughs> Fabian Johnson wasn't called up, which is a, a mistake. It's a mistake. He should have been called up. I mean,
0: the response from Arena was basically that Fabian Johnson hasn't been playing well, which is true.
1: But that doesn't change the fact that he's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, Nick Romano still getting call-ups. Why? Uh, why? Now, now no, not listener, why. Listen, tell you, me why. You, you are probably listening to this after you've watched USA versus Panama. So, obviously, Nick Romando has now saved six penalties, single-handedly <laughs> assured the United States qualification into the World Blindfolded Cup. Blindfolded with one hand tied behind his back. Right. So, uh, we're not going to talk about this much more because you're going to know um, what's what's happened. But I do want to point to an article by Brant Scioretta. Talk about the lost generation of players. Yeah,
0: essentially, there's about five years of national teamers that just it never panned out. Um, you know, usually every birth year you have one to two solid national team players. I'm trying to think of what years it was. Was it like I think it was 1990 through 95. Mm -hmm. Thereabouts where it it was just a completely barren
1: hellscape. It's because uh, you and I never got called up. Yeah, like, yeah. gosh, throw me obviously. between the pipes. But. Go, go read the article. It is it is pretty insightful. Also points to the, in a backhanded way, points to the exciting stuff happening at the youth level now. Yeah, absolutely. Guys like Tim via Josh Sargent, who've had some interesting links, which we don't need to talk about right now, Drew Carlton, And uh, also, you know, obviously, literally Messi Pulisic and... Um, Weston McKinney etc etc now let's move on speaking of some players that are playing in Europe let's talk about first coverage from England in a segment that we call the pub we fly to England go to a pub this week what are we gonna call the pub guys silence this week's pub is called <laughs> silence uh, um, <laughs> had nothing all my it's, hard. Two. it's all hard all of them were two up. on the nose I mean, too like that is my yeah. complaint. Yeah, that although is always my complaint.
0: nothing I think is actually pretty on the nose when we're talking about Crystal Palace.
1: Yeah, Crystal Palace yet to score a goal here.
0: Maybe it wasn't Frank de fault. <laughs> Maybe it was their entire team being garbage,
1: his fault. Oh, someone uh, save like, so, Wilfred Zaha. Someone save him, yeah. please. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the fact that they have two prominent starters, at least injured. You've also got the fact that Roy Hodgson is a, is a coach who's historically taken a couple of uh, years I think to get a team to up to standard. I think so. it was on the uh, Guardian Football Show where someone said that if Roy Hodgson wasn't born in England, he wouldn't have a job because <laughs> he's not their coach. So so, Manchester United putting four past Crystal Palace. And uh, Jose Mourinho continues to prove last year's critics wrong. They are not playing the same bunker down football that they used to. Chelsea. Chelsea go down. Oh, sweet Chelsea. Goodbye. Go down 1-0 to Man City at Stamford Bridge. Pep Guardiola after this game. Essentially saying, we had a plan. It worked. Then he dropped the mic, put on sunglasses, and walked out while... Um, <laughs> 80s hair metal played in the background. That sounds very accurate. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne comes back to bite the hand that used to feed him. Um, Chelsea sold him to Wolfsburg. Yeah. when he like, was in charge for like pennies. Yeah. <laughs> pennies on the dollar.
0: And all of a sudden he's actually turned into one of the one best 10s in, in the
1: world. Uh, Sergio Duero out for three months or so after a car accident in the Netherlands. Um, hopefully he can recover and come back as uh, good as he was before the injury. Huddersfield loses to Tottenham four nil. The fairy tale story taking a little bit of a break. Now Harry Kane hates August, but apparently he fucking loves September. Thirteen goals in September for Harry Kane after zero in August. Huddersfield have not beaten Tottenham since
0: nineteen fifty six.
1: How many times have they played since then?
0: Um, they hadn't played them since nineteen seventy two. But still, but, <laughs> but still a notch.
1: Okay. It's been but still. sixty-one okay. years. It's been a while, <sighs> but still, Newcastle tied Liverpool one-one. We have to. We just tip this week. I, I want to point out that since Liverpool oh. beat Arsenal in that consummate no, Arsenal have actually, you know, I think won games. Yeah, yeah. We we beat Leicester last week. Ah, so yeah. you know what? Suck it. <laughs> Uh, literally one of the luckiest goals I've ever seen for a new tassel um, and it, it was offsides but of course, who cares very lucky, very lucky. Um, uh-huh. it was <laughs> it was a through ball to uh, I don't know as, if this fighter is some people call him Coutinho <laughs> getting the goal for Liverpool in this game so that was good mm-hmm. luckiest goal in the world for a new, tass- new tassel splits the defenders they're near, probably probably 40 yards out, near midfield. Mm-hmm. Mignolet starts charging out because he's past the defenders. Matip catches up, slide-tattles the ball away. The is past Mignolet into the very far corner of the goal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we don't have luck. After lucky, they don't have luck at all, so... There were news this week that Dejan Lovgren takes five pills of some sort. This is what he told his poem press before yeah, going on. So he's been playing injured. Good. This is the kind of stuff that left Daniel Agar in crap shape in, in with, his, with his personal health. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing through wounds. Kind of talks shows you a little bit about the uh, the desire of players not to sit out any games at all. And it makes you wonder why Klopp didn't go after the center back in the window if, if Lovgren was that hurt. And speaking of Klopp, he got really pissed at the press and kind of snippy, which is... Kind of unfair of him. They were asking him legit questions about whether a draw was good enough and he was all sarcastic in response. Anyway, uh, the the best description I have of Liverpool that I've seen this week is basically a Ferrari from the front of the car up to the steering wheel, a Toyota for the cabin and then the back end is a 20-year-old Grand Am, basically. Pontiac. Yeah, that's fair. Let's just move on. Yeah, Arsenal (laughs) beat
0: Brighton 2-0 a fantastically humdrum game two goals from Alexander Lacazette boom shaka laka I, I think that he's actually uh, good I think that he's adjusting to the Premier League actually
1: nicely. good you heard it here first folks let's <laughs> hot now, take hot take let's move into a segment that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets some do though a bit of news from Bundesliga first Bayern Munich getting yet another 2-2 draw and in in the in the wake of which, Carlo Ancelotti resigns. The first Bayern coach to leave this early in the season. Pretty much a complete shock. Bayern are in crisis almost. Uh, Manuel Neuer, they're probably one of the best top three goalkeepers in the world. Out until January. Their replacement is Fennell, right? Not up to snuff. For and not just like, he's Bayern. not just not Manuel Neuer. He's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's legitimately bad. Um, this is the first time Bayern has lost a two-goal lead since August 2008 Yeah, not not very good news over at Bayern. I want to point out, though, that Carlo Ancelotti has a personal uh, logos graphic thing, which first has a, a few of the UEFA Champions League stars. Essentially, it looks kind of like that in, in the silhouette. And then he actually has championship stars to the side of his name, uh, or to the side of the uh, A, that is the primary yeah. part of the logo. And he resigned... Um, a lot of Bayern players happy with him being gone. I think Iron Robin said that his uh kids youth squad had harder practices than they had. Now Bayern Munich just has to announce Jurgen Klinsman as their coach again and then you know, <laughs> Benny Failhaber can tweet about it. Uh, <laughs> Amien, uh played Lille in uh League U, but the game had to be abandoned after fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah, um so Lille scored a goal, um And apparently it's a semi-local derby. Um, Celebrating fans kind of rushed towards the the fence area that Amiens had and toppled it over. Uh, Really quite scary scenes. Uh, Four people were seriously injured. um, 25 ultimately had some sort of injury as a result. Uh, So the game was abandoned about half an hour later after they were unable to really...
1: You know, get things back under control. Barcelona um, having to play in an empty stadium against Las Palmas. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in Spain if you have uh, been living under a rock. Essentially, Catalonia had a re- independence referendum scheduled. The Spanish government has been trying to break that up and uh, tried unsuccessfully to break it up. There's a lot of stuff happening with this, so let's just leave the political aspect of it right there. You can go read about this in, in far more informed sources than us. But uh, Barcelona said that it was unsafe to play a game. The Spanish Federation insisted that they play and threatened them with a forfeiture if they did not. A so, six-point penalty, right. no less. And so they played... Um, in an empty camp. No, very cre- creepy and weird to look at the pictures. And, mm. and it did allow, though, for a video which allows you to hear the, the player conversations to be a released. A lot of the players on Barcelona yell at least Luis Suarez a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, great. So so go check that out if you wish. PSG beat Bordeaux 6-2. The match was 5-1 before halftime. Yo, mercy rule is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, um, go watch Neymar's free kick in the
1: fifth minute. Also, he hugged Edison Cavani. Maybe things aren't as bad as they seem. Let's move on now to talk about World Cup qualifying. First of all, England, it's coming home, boys. Have qualified, but by winning against Slovenia 1-0, the boys did it. They're off. They're off to Russia. England, historically good in qualifiers. Historically not very good in the actual tournament. Yeah. Um, Some, somebody so. posted my favorite statistic, which was something like average attendance of 70,000 for their World Cup qualifiers. High, average, highest average attendance for a mediocre team. Uh, I don't think that's the actual statistic, more just opinion.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, Ari Kane scored it in the 94th minute. Otherwise, it was one of those games where you really wonder if England should be qualifying. Um, Northern Ireland won Germany 3 huh, sucks for Northern Ireland, A. Okay, don't, no, don't, no, don't, no, don't no, keep, no, let's talk not, about, Germany. Not, yeah, go, about Germany. Go, go, yeah, go, go, yeah. With Germany, so Germany right still there. have not lost a World Cup qualifier away since reunification. What? Damn.
1: That is uh, what? pretty intense. <laughs> Damn pretty intense. That JPG scotland coming through um i believe it was today yep against slovakia getting a one nil result some cautious optimism going into the scotland group i haven't actually looked at the entire group after this result to see what their chances are Uh, chances are pretty good at
0: least that they'll make the playoff so Mm -hmm. you know fingers crossed for them i guess
1: yeah they're in second position in group f under england Uh, Looking into Syria's playoff with Australia, what was the result there,
0: Colin? Uh, It was a 1-1 draw in the first leg. Um, Syria, the host country, obviously was unable to actually host, so the game was played in Malaysia. Very controversial late penalty equalized for Syria. Essentially, one of their strikers crumpled in the box
1: when he was tapped on the shoulder. Now I'm sure all of you are really excited about the CONCACAF qualifiers, and we'll be following that closely. But I want to point you towards uh, this. Is, I'm saying this as Caleb is crossing every single limb, finger, toe, everything on his body. Guys, I'm really nervous. Yeah. Um. But but I, I want to point you towards the CONMEBOL qualifiers. There's one set of. Qualifiers that you should follow. You should follow on Tuesday. Make it conmable. because today Argentina had a must-win game against Peru that they drew. Did They'll not know. win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Messi continuing his abject form for the national team, kicking two at least two free kicks into the wall. There might have been more. I, I wasn't able to get to this game until late in. This is horrific for Argentina because what this means is that they're going into the final matchday, which is on Tuesday, with. Uh, uh, I don't know, looking at the table, there's a decent chance that they will not make it into the World Cup, which for the first time since 1970, the thing that is in their favor though today is that Chile beat Ecuador to keep Ecuador out of the qualifying essentially and move themselves into third place, all but assuring Chile a place in the World Cup. But... The most important result today for Argentina is that Paraguay managed to get two late goals to beat Colombia 2-1 in Colombia. Now, what that means is that both Colombia and Peru going into their match on Tuesday will have something to play for. If Argentina can get a result against Ecuador, who again have pretty much zero chance of making it into the, the qualification at this point, if Argentina are able to get a result against Ecuador, That would, and and Colombia and Peru, um, don't, don't, neither of them win. You're gonna have to, you're gonna see Argentina move into the qualification spots. If Colombia or Peru, uh, one of them win, Argentina will get into the playoff spot for Conmebol. So Argentina essentially need to win their game against a team that is probably not playing for much at this point except glory. Um, This is turning into a really exciting qualification table, though. I highly recommend you follow these games. You're going to watch one set of games on Tuesday. Follow Ball. I mean, it kind of sounds like the U.S.'s situation. Let's just be totally honest. Argentina is a little more dire at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Okay, with that, it's time now to turn to Colin for a segment that we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory you know you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So... We talked
0: about the Michael Berrios incident, the fact that FC Dallas is only receiving a fine for this egregious breach of rules. It made me wonder why exactly would MLS be so frightened to penalize FC Dallas? Well, here's the thing. Take a look at Michael Berrios. Just just Google a picture of him. I know you're on your phone. You can probably click through. Now, okay. bring up the sketch of the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Take a look at both Wait, of them. Ted Cruz's right. picture came up. Here's the thing. Ted Cruz is not the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Michael Barrios is the actual Zodiac Killer. I, Put some sunglasses on him. Okay. He's totally the Zodiac Killer. I'm sure of it. Uh, oh, oh. And I feel wasn't I, I'm 100% convinced That the reason that MLS decided not To penalize them with a point reduction Is simply because they're worried That Michael Berrios is going to revert back To a serial killing ways And go postal within the MLS now, Wasn't the Zodiac Killer described as a Caucasian
1: male? Wait, wait. Well, more, more importantly, uh, I'm not saying that you you might be wrong. I'm saying you're definitely wrong because uh, the Zodiac Keller was active in the 70s and 60s, and uh, Barrios was born in uh, 1991. There's also that. Yeah, so, it's also so a big thing. I mean, there's some time travel involved.
0: There's also. Well,
1: Atlanta did predict that attendance two weeks ago. Yeah, in the past, so maybe I, they just I, that, that to basically think, confirms time travel, travel exists. Exactly. Yeah. You you know, they they know it. that oh, the attendance is
0: going to be that, so.
1: You're right. Yeah. yeah I, like, I don't know what story is bigger here. The Zodiac Killer identity is confirmed, or that time travel exists. Where would you go if time travel could take you anywhere? I thought we should dodge it give myself a high five. Uh huh. <laughs> So wholesome. So wholesome. Where would you go? I gotta go with the kill baby Hitler. Uh okay. So you do that. <laughs> yeah. The Jeb Bush route. Okay. Okay. I think I would go back to this the Kevin Molino's goal this past weekend. So I could, or this past Tuesday, so I could hug myself after that goal. You know, instead of subjecting everyone their army to hugs, I just keep hugging myself. You guys
0: are too wholesome. I'm trying to, like, actually save the world okay, here. I, would do,
1: I don't <laughs> so, know. There might be someone even worse who would pop up if, yeah, like, you know. You never know, man. Butterfly effect, dude. You don't know how these things work. I would you go, gotta
0: be pretty terrible
1: to be worse than Hitler. I'd go back a couple of years ago when I missed the Gaslight D- Anthem show at first time because I was too drunk to drive. So I stayed at home. Uh, I think I went to that uh, show so and it, were it was you would drive awesome. drunk? No, I'd go back and my time travel self would be sober. So I had to go. Well, my drunk self sat in my friend's house and drank okay. beer and That's watched music videos. See, so you you have the like wholesome approach to the situation. I was thinking of the cynical no. To the situation. So. No. When I, mean, I tra- travel back to time, I don't go into my body at that time. I'm myself in the future going back in time. This okay. is We shouldn't talk about time travel specifics and... Well, well, forget it. Let's, let's, let's forget, forget about going back in time. Let's move forward in time one second at a time and bring an end to the show. But before that, could you please tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? I'm at kolson716. I also wrote the match recap for the Houston game if you want to relive, relive that for some reason on 551. Um So, yeah. You can
0: find me at The Attachment. You can also find me Wednesday nights at Omni Brewing in Maple Grove. Thursday nights at Piper's in Eden Prairie and you can see me at the Tournament of Champions for Trivia Mafia November 4th at the Amsterdam
1: also special thanks to Tecton and show to use their song uh, Lustless as our theme song uh, check them out on Bandcamp and YouTube if you want to talk to me about soccer you can find me at TWO United fans if you want to talk to me about other stuff at Lock, Stock, Spock. hint West Wing references will get replies from me same with Star Trek <laughs> and Ancient Rome stuff you can also find this podcast on find podcast providers everywhere, which you should point your friends to because we love having new people listening to us. With that, we bid you goodbye for yet another, well, not actually a week. We'll probably come back on Tuesday. See you, everybody. Me Bye. Me.